0: Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, presented by No Vape Idaho, Idaho Public Television's campaign to raise awareness about the dangers of youth vaping. Be smart. Don't start. We are here to talk the biggest stories from District 3, the Treasure Valley here in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. Let's bring on our Treasure Valley resident and expert, Logan Green. LG, what's going on?
1: Hey, Brandon, man. You know, my voice is finally almost recovered. I feel like I lose my voice by the time the state championship comes on Saturday during state basketball. And then on Sunday, people are like, are you sick? No, I just talked for three straight days and didn't stop talking so i mean that's not 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 unnormal for me to talk that much but you know in in a in a broadcast setting it's a little different so uh but it was a great weekend for girls state basketball tons of fun uh just a lot of good basketball we've got around our state
0: Yep. We are uh, broadcasting, uh, podcasting, whatever you want to call it, live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. You can, of course, wa- if you're not watching live, uh, you can always watch this replay anytime at those three destinations. You can also listen to this prepcast at IdahoSports.com, as well as wherever you download and subscribe to podcasts, Google, Spotify, Apple etc. So yeah, let's let's dive right into it. The big storyline was the girls' state basketball tournaments that took place uh, over the weekend Logan. Uh shout out to Mike Laklama from the Idaho statesman who uh let me know this stat uh as I was sitting next to him on Friday night after the semifinals at the Idaho Center. First time Logan since nineteen ninety five that not one team from District Three was playing for a state championship in girls hoops.
1: Yeah, just crazy that nobody was there. And I saw a lot of East Idaho people all bragging about it. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Like if, if the Treasure Valley people did that, they would, you hate us. And it's it just it always makes me laugh. Like when that is the story aren't they, oh that's the way it should be. Like, oh man, just just Nobody hates you. We're all on the same team here, but yeah, it's just wild that nobody was able to make it considering the teams that we had, right? Like I really thought Cole Valley Christian had a great shot there two a either them or Melba. Right. And, and neither one of them make it to the, you know, the championship game. I really liked, you know, Boise was a team that a lot of people liked. They got beat by Coeur d'Alene. Um, you know, I, just a lot of teams that that didn't quite get over the hump obviously um, and make it into the state championships. I really thought Parma was going to play play well in, in that game against Teton, but Teton just overpowered them and, We, we just, we didn't, we didn't get it done here in district three this weekend or last week.
0: So let's run through kind of who finished highest among, amongst treasure Valley teams and we'll work our way down. So there were two teams that came home with third place trophies, Boise at the five, a level Cole Valley Christian at the two A level, each uh, fell in the semifinals. Let's just start with the brave. They had to play court in a rematch of uh, the semifinals from last year, Logan, where it went to overtime, Mm -hmm. Coeur won by a point 51 50 uh, this game was similarly tight Coeur won 58 55 over the brave now Boise rebounded to win the third place game over Rigby 53 to 48 so just very tight games throughout Logan and I'll be honest I, I was on the call for the 5a state tournament our closest game in the opening round was the number one versus number eight matchup Boise and Madison Boise only won that game by nine points, 40 to 31. And that's when I turned to my partner, Sean, and I said, Boise might be in trouble here. They just didn't, they weren't able to generate enough offense outside of Avery Howell, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to, to win it all. And
1: that had been from my discussions with different people or obviously Boise was great. They were the number one seed. They were amazing all year they they hardly like like they had what one loss in the regular season so clearly they were the best team in the state in the regular season right but the one thing that I, i had heard from talking to different people was that if there was a way to beat boise it would be make other players play right not that they're not great obviously like i i feel like anything i say sometimes i overheard some people at the 3a bashing something i had said like i'm not trying to bash anybody i'm just i'm just i'm just restating things i had heard and it's not a knock on anybody um but but that if you could limit howl and make the other players beat you that you you had more of a chance right not saying that oh you were going to win that game but you you had more of a chance and she still went out and played phenomenal in all those games but like you said brandon there's got to be some other offense and I did, I, I you know, I was tracking the scores um, as the day was going along and I saw that game in the third quarter that it was close. And I, w- I was shocked. Honestly, I thought that Boise was going to roll right through them based on what Rigby had done to them. Right. Um, in some of their games. And so that, that kind of caught my eye. And then, you know, what was there much, was there a difference really between Boise, Coeur and Lake city all year long? Like, those three seem to be just the same, right? Just very similar resumes, very well-coached basketball teams, just very good, and it didn't surprise me that, that it was two of those three playing in the state championship of some sort.
0: Yeah, really, the top five was really even when you when you talk about Boise and Rigby, who who met for third place in Coeur d'Alene and mm. Lake City. And then I would include Rocky because, you know, let's pivot to Rocky for a moment here. Rocky pushed Coeur d'Alene uh, in that opening round game as well. Coeur won 50 to 40, but you know, you talk to Coach B.J. Humphreys after the game, and basically he said it came down to a two-minute stretch in the second half where we turned the ball over a couple of times, Coeur got loose and hit some shots, and otherwise it was pretty even-steven the rest of the way. Rocky Mountain, I think, just ran out of steam. They fell to Owyhee in the consolation final, 43-37. to So Owyhee's coming home with the trophy Boise's coming home with the trophy. Um, and then Middleton was the only team that went two and out. They fell to Rigby, or excuse me, they fell to Lake City, and then they lost to Hawaii in that loser-out game. Middleton, very young team. I think this was a good experience for them. That's going to lay yeah. the foundation for the future. But I think overall, when we talk about the 5A SIC, looking back on it now. I'm just not sure the league was that great this year. And so whereas Coeur d'Alene and Lake City were constantly getting pushed by each other and challenged and playing really good teams from Washington and playing in a smaller league where they had a little more flexibility in their schedule, Boise is so locked in because it's a 12-team league, normally 13, 12 this year. They're so locked in. So much of their schedule is dedicated to that. I'm just not sure beating Bora and Meridian and Mountain View really – pushed Boise to where they needed to be challenged. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's a wrong thing to say. I think, you know, they pushed themselves really hard out of conference, right? They went up North, I believe. Right. Or did they play? They Disney hosted, came down. Yeah. They hosted. So, you know, they, they tried, but then like you said, sometimes it just happens, right? You get in conference and it just might not be there. And, and that's not always the case every year. It just based on what we saw at the, state tournament that is a that's a reasonable thing to conclude, right? That um maybe the SIC wasn't as strong as we initially thought. Um still very good, but uh maybe just th- those two Coeur d'Alene and lake city just I you know I obviously I live in Middleton. I, I had a little bit of a homer pick picking Middleton, right? To win it. Um but uh I, I was texting some people during the game. They're like this team they they are they haven't seen anything like this just they're like they can't miss they just they're they're bigger they're faster and um you know Mid- middleton pretty did very well right you know coach blackwell won uh coach of the year this year in the sic she very good team you know well coached but they just kind of got they got beat right in that first round game to put it lightly they got beat i mean you were there i just you know and they were at the top they were the second place team in the league right um so in the, in the sic this year so Uh, Take that for what it's worth, but uh, a great season for everybody. Um, Obviously that's not how you want to go out at state. Um, Whether it's going to and out like Middleton, Middleton did, or, or getting to the semifinals and losing uh, again, if you're Boise right to Coeur d'Alene, just kind of, that's not how you want to end your season two years in a row, but, uh, but doesn't take away from the fact that it was a great regular season. And, um, Girl, I saw this comment out there. Has girls basketball ever been better in Idaho, right? Uh, how many players are committed to play Division One basketball that you saw this weekend, uh, not just at 5A but other levels? So uh, just, just great basketball all over the place.
0: Yep, it has been a renaissance of girls' basketball for sure. Here's the 5A all-tournament team. We'll highlight who made it from the Treasure Valley. Uh, Avery Howell of Boise, of course, makes the first team. CC Legaspi from Rocky Mountain also makes the first team. On the second team, you have Katie Hahn from Boise who played really well um in that semi-final unfortunately fouled out late in the contest uh riley beck from hawaii uh, also makes the second team and then our honorable mention here logan zoe blackwell from middleton josie davis from hawaii and logan sailors from rocky mountain all make the honorable mention squad there so congratulations to all of the 5a teams that went down and competed let's talk 2 a hoops now logan where we you know uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. I had proclaimed all year the big three was Grangeville, Melba, Coal Valley, Christian. Oh, yeah, North Fremont, Bear Lake in the championship. We all saw that coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a wild finish, right? Too in some of these games, right? I think, uh, I think the North Fremont, Grangeville game had the most wild finish. I don't know. I'd we didn't have exciting finishes, um, at least late in the 3A tournament. But from what I heard, that 2A tournament, uh, North Fremont, Grangeville game might have been the most exciting. But, uh, um, yeah, not definitely not what we were expecting to see, at least from our eye point of view. <laughs>
0: So Melba had to play North Fremont right away in the first round, and I was a little surprised. Uh, not that North Fremont won, but the margin, 64-48. That sent Melba into the consolation bracket. They beat Kellogg in a loser-out game. They ultimately beat Soda Springs 50-45 to to win the consolation trophy. So Melba is going home with some hardware. Gold Valley Christian, meanwhile, they beat Soda Springs in the opening round. Then they play Bear Lake in the semis. And Logan, I really believe in my heart of hearts like probably seven or eight times out of 10. Cole Valley wins that matchup. They just had a cold shooting night, and you have to give credit to Bear Lake. They defended well yeah. all tournament long, but for Cole Valley, they come up nine points short. They turn around, and they beat Grangeville uh, 49-38, getting a little of revenge. They lost to Grangeville all the way back at the start of the season, so Cole Valley takes home the third-place trophy there.
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh, I don't think anybody thought we would see Grangeville come away with nothing, like that was very surprising, Uh, but good, th- good, good job for Cole Valley to get it done to, to exact that revenge. I just thought that Cole Valley had, the reason I picked them to win is they had, they had really tested themselves, right? We just talked about that with some of the five, A teams from up North, but what did they do all year? They played their non-conference games. Look what they did, right? They went to Grangeville. They, they, went to lapway right they they played five asic schools down here they i played a hard schedule three asrv teams you know they, they set themselves up well to be ready for the tournament um like you said you know credit to bear lake for shutting them down um but yeah i mean fairly dickinson beat uh purdue in the tournament last year um Nine times out of ten, I think Purdue wins that game. But the one time that they played, Fairleigh Dickinson got it. And, I you know, similar situation, like you said. But then Bear Lake goes and wins the whole thing, right? So, you know what? It doesn't matter. They are the state champs. And uh, congrats to Bear Lake there. Um, I don't – did anybody have that on their bingo card coming in, right? I I didn't because um, – were they even the number one seed in their district tournament or was that
0: – Nope. Or, Soda Springs Soda was. Soda
1: Springs was number one and – you know they they came in not even having at least regular season won their district and then they go and win the state championship and I mean that's what people want right <laughs> they want to see those stories like that where somebody comes in that wasn't expected to win a championship and it happened it happens every year it does some bracket somewhere something happens and I'm sure Bear Lake knew they could do it and it's this is not like a we don't believe in Bear Lake statement it's just when you look at the other teams they were very good and that's where we're coming from and, and bear lake hey, congrats to them they beat the really good teams that were in front of them to win a title
0: yep let's take a look at that two-way uh, all tournament team selected by the idaho broadcasters uh on the first team two melba mustangs tariah carter and brooklyn daly also trinity holsinger of coal valley Uh, On the second team, we had Hadley Fraz from Coal Valley Christian. And then on our honorable mention team, Logan, Ellie Johnson from Melba. So congratulations to all of the girls that made it there uh, from 2A. Let's talk the tournament you were at, Logan, 3A. Um, This was, I got to be honest, coming in, I thought this was the most wide open tournament and I thought you were going to, get a really good one and you had a couple of good games along the way but um there was also some really one-sided affairs. Parma ends up taking fourth place. They uh beat Fruitland in in a all district 3 opening round game 61-50. Um they fall to Teton, the eventual state runner-up in the semis and then they lose to to Timberlake pretty decisively as well 46 to 27 in that third place game so they take fourth they don't get anything for their troubles there it's still weird to me that the team that takes fifth place gets a trophy but the team that takes fourth doesn't but anyways fruitland loses right away they beat kimberly in a loser out game and then they had to play filer in the consolation final they fell there 56 to 48 and so when you look statewide this year, District Three had four really good teams, right? We talked about McCall Donnelly and Weezer and Fruitland and Parma. and they all we we talked about this though, ahead of state. All of those teams had warts as well. And at state, some of those warts got exposed a little bit.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and that typically happens, right. And just when you get in this type of situation, you're going to, you play really good teams and they're going to expose your flaws that maybe you could hide in a conference schedule, right. Because you know the team so well, but you start going up against teams you don't know and it it just catches up to you.
0: Yep. Here's who made the all tourney team for the three, a girls. We had on, The second team, Lydia Lindsay from Fruitland. And then on the honorable mentions, we had Riley Calkins from Parma. So congratulations to both of those young ladies.
1: And Brandon, I did the 3A tournament. And so that first game was between Fruitland and Parma. Um, And it was a great, you know, a great regular season for both teams. It just... Coming out in that game, Parma punched him in the mouth early, and Fruitland really struggled. the The score was only eleven, but it was it was that was a late eleven. It was the the lead hovered around twenty to sixteen all all evening or all morning. I guess it was a the first game. Um, Parma just really came out and swung swung and did well, but man, the athleticism from Teton really was a struggle for. For Parma and I think that's ultimately what it was they were just so fast Teton opening tip off to laying it in I think uh, I don't know if it was that first game or second game for Teton I mean it was in a blink we even talked to one of the officials and they were like I can't keep up with these girls like they, I'm too old for this right they they were so fast and they were so quick to get down the court um and and just just a great team uh Teton was and you know not a knock. You know, Fruitland came out and played very well uh, the, the next couple of days and did well. Um, Parma just, you know... Riley Calkins is a great basketball player. Um, and when they kind of contained her um, in some of those other games, it, it was a struggle um, for the rest. Somebody needed to, to get going. And, you know, they're, they're a pretty young team. I'm. When sh- When is Parma not around, right? They're going right. to be fine. They're going to be fine. This year, it was just... The thing is, Snake River and Teton were or heavy, senior-laden squads, and it is what it is. They're not going to be the same team. None of these teams are going to be the same team next year that they were this year, right? Uh, I learned that that you know is interesting. Coach Jones, the coach, at, football coach at Oakley, told me, uh, you know, they had won three straight football championships, but before their their fourth consecutive appearance, he goes, "This isn't the same team. These kids are all. There might be some of the same kids, but like." They haven't be had to be the leader, right? The senior leader in the locker room, you know, the juniors, they haven't had to be the starters, right? They might've been the backup, you know, like, uh, you know, it is a different team, even though there's some of the same names and um, some, but, but your snake river and Teton, they're not gonna, they're going to have some of the same names, but it's going to be a different story. Uh, so maybe a window of opening in the next couple of years for, you know, for Parma, Fruitland, some of these young three
0: ASRB teams. Yep. It was a good uh, first experience for, for this wave of players from Fruitland and Parma, for sure. In the chat, Ryan Skaggs, our North Idaho prepcaster, there is no fifth place game. And he attributed that quote to Paul Kingsbury. I don't know when Paul said that, but he says they are consolation champs, which means something. And then he admits it's an oxymoron, to be honest. I think the easiest solution to this is just get rid of it. Hey, if you won the consolation side of the bracket, cool. Uh, you don't get anything for it. And um and, and, and not to go yeah. off topic here but in Montana what they do Logan it is a true double elimination tournament not true in the sense that somebody can challenge from the backside but um basically the four teams that lose in the first round um all play each other and then the two winners of the loser out games on Friday Logan they play the two semifinal losers Saturday morning And then the two winners of those games play the third-place game Saturday night. So you're looking at potentially two games on Saturday um, there. And so sometimes a team that lost on opening day in the first round can still finish third, which is a big accomplishment.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, it would be interesting to see that implemented here. You know, it, it is... I don't know. I guess I come from a state right where you have a huge bracket and it, it's just so different and there are pros and cons, right? I love the the format we have here. I love it. Right. That you get that. I say ACC tournament because that's what I'm used to, right? The ACC tournament where it's Thursday afternoon and everybody's playing and you're watching it in class, right? Um, it's just that, that conference tournament, NCAA tournament style event, right? Rather than, you know, where, where it was, where I'm North Carolina there, it's a 64 team bracket, but it's, it's at home site. So it's a different, it's a different thing. Everybody comes together, you know, the nat, their national championship, the, the state championship is, is at one of, you know, whether it's at uh, where Carolina plays at the Dean dome or where NC state plays or at Wake forest, you know, wherever it is, it's at one of those locations. Um, but I like the format, but you know, back there you lose and you're done. Right. If you lose, you're out. There's no consolation side. So that was new for me. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it, it's great. I don't think anything needs to change in how we do it. Um, but he, yeah, some of when you get down to the naming of things, it's, it is weird, right? The team that technically finishes fourth doesn't get anything, but the team that wins the consolation, I don't know. I don't even know what you call them. Like somebody told me I shouldn't say a loser out game. Like technically. It what is, is it, though. Then? It what is. What is it then? What is it?
0: I don't want to get too uh, into the uh, you know, off the sports realm and into the political realm. But there's nothing wrong with calling it a loser out. The loser it of the is game it is right. Is out. We can't be so soft to say that. Oh, you can't say loser out. Like that's what it is.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I anyways. Yeah. Th- anyways. Okay. I better rein it back in here, Logan. One AD two bracket. Uh. Council and um Salmon River here from District 3. Uh Salmon River they had to play each other in the opening round. Yeah. Council wins pretty easily 71-43. Salmon River wins a gutty, gritty, loser out game over Ledor 37-32. They get to that consolation final on Saturday morning, Logan. This is the game that I was at broadcasting for IdahoSports.com. They fall to Rockland 62 to 33. Two big factors for Salmon River. One, they were missing Rainy Walters, their lone senior. She had injured her knee in the previous game against Ledor. She only played a couple of minutes. She's also their tallest player. Number two... Mm -hmm. This is still a really young team. They've got eighth graders. They've got freshmen. Rockland is a veteran team. They threw a 1-2-2 press on. Salmon River had a really hard time with it, so they fall 62-33. Then you look at Council. They win over Salmon River. They get to the semifinals against Kendrick. They fall by 13, 57-44. They've got to turn around and play Deary in the third-place game, and they lose 44-39. They just couldn't generate enough offense when they needed to. And I'll stand by what I said about 1A D2 girls hoops this year. To me, there was a clear top four, and all four teams came from two leagues. It was Kendrick and Deary from up north, and it was Dietrich and Richfield from District 4. Now, Richfield didn't even get the chance to go to state because it was a one-bid league. But to me, that was kind of the clear top four, and it played out that way at state.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the girls from District three did great, right? No two and outs, right? That's always what I look out, right? We had no two and outs. We did great here. Salmon river council showed up, played well. Um, and, and council didn't, you know, they hung in that game with Deary, right? Like, it's not like they, you know, they played, they played well in that game. And, Yeah, just, uh, you know, somebody's got to lose. But like you said, it was a weird, you know, looking at the boys too, there's going to be some, some teams left out of state that probably should have been there. But yeah, I'm sure that wasn't fun for Richfield to sit back and sit at home um, when they probably look and say, we could have (laughs) beaten two thirds of the team here in the, in in the tournament. But, uh, you know, that's what it is, right? That's where, like I was just saying, you know, I don't, I don't think I'd love the eight team bracket that we've got right now but maybe maybe we add in a few more games on the saturday before to, to help us figure out who really should be in that eighth.
0: yep for sure here's the all tournament team from the 1a d2 selected by idahosports.com and by the way uh we we have been doing the all tournament teams for a long time logan and we do yeah. all of them 5a all the way through 1a d2 because we are at all of these games we are yeah we are we're properly qualified to name an all tournament team because we were at all of these tournaments and we go every classification, all six classifications deserve equal praise here amongst the landscape. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, no. And it, it you know, it's, it is what it is, right? These, these girls boys from one AD two, aren't going to get as much love out there from other people, but we covered them just as much as we covered five a, because they, they deserve it. Brandon, I, I we, there's been an argument, right? When case, why not broke that scoring record on social media? People, people from around the state, I'm sorry, we're dogging him. I'm sorry. That's who are you? Why are you doing that? Like, they're like, Oh, he'd be an average player. You know? And I saw the conversation change from people say, Oh, he would be an average player in five. A or, you know, and then it's, well, he, you know, they change the conversation. Like the conversation changes when you, when you bounce back to their rebuttals of case. Why not? like, or, you know, stop it. Why do we got to do that? Like, I don't know why we got to put them down. I, you know, if you're doing that, if you're at a bigger school and you look down on the smaller schools, stop it. That's embarrassing. Like, it is, it's embarrassing. Um, because right now it, it seems like one of the best players in the, like, we had this conversation, Brandon, right? Leighton Vanderesh. I don't see any starting 5A, um, Idaho players playing linebacker in the NFL right now, but I do see one from Salmon River. So, You're right, Taysom Hill is out there. He's from a 5A school, but I'm talking about the linebacker. I guess they don't hit hard in 1A D2 football. Um, Anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, Yeah, it it is a lot of fun to cover everybody, right? I think you and I have both done – I I don't – I think I have officially done every single bracket in my time, like broadcasted, right? I have broadcasted – maybe I haven't done 5A, but 4A, 3A, 2A, no, I've never done two A. Uh, but one A D one and one A D two, like we cover everybody, and you're all important. And so we, we love covering every single inch of district three and the state.
0: I've done them all except three A because somebody <clears throat> Logan. Oh yeah, I'll take three A. I'll uh, take three A. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a I hard did time. take three. I did I did. <laughs> I uh, I did take three A this year. Well, it was in Middleton, so it made my life easier. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I You got, you got to sit in the soft chairs at five a at the Idaho center and be uh be the elite. So, (laughs) um,
0: and and that's a good word to use elite. My last point on this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll continue on here. Uh, this is my perspective. I've never lived in Boise. I've never lived in the treasure Valley. I obviously visit for work. There is this bubble that exists where it's five a four a and nothing else matters. And if you didn't do it at five a four a, yeah, you're not worth our time. There's no coverage. Um, 5A and 4A gets a lot of coverage on social media in the treasure Valley, 3A, 2A, 1A doesn't really. And that how, that's how it used to be in traditional media too, right? Um, it was all about the big 5A SIC and the big matchups and that's great, but you're talking about more than 50% of the teams in the treasure Valley that are then being excluded in a sort of way. And it's just ironic to me because it's a community that's got Boise State there and for the longest time Boise State has been the team that's been in the shadows like hey look at us we want to be at the big table we deserve your attention and they they embrace that mantra with Boise State but then they turn around and do the exact same thing to the to the smaller high schools in the area
1: yeah it's just you know there, there's just a lot going on here I think there's a lot to compete with and we love being able to be the opposite right and give you the coverage for everybody right Especially here, especially like the eight-man prep cast, right? When, when we get into that, right? Uh, just, just covering every inch and giving you, you know, talking about those players that that don't, whatever sort of media it is out there that's not, we're, we we hope that we can bring that. And if we're not, let us know. Like if we're not covering um, anybody well enough, we want to fix that. But, you know, that's our goal is to cover everybody equitably, right? Is that a word, equitably? Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we want to make sure that everybody gets the same coverage. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all that the coaches do at those other small schools. You know, it, it's not as easy, right? It's not as easy um, to do what you do at a small school, right? To they are wearing 30 different hats, you know, more so than just you know sitting and doing their one thing. And so and even the kids, too, they're doing so much jumping around from sport to sport to sport um, and you know, doing what they do in their community. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't go unnoticed for sure.
0: Greg Frisbee, uh, Kendrick assistant football coach and Idahosports.com broadcaster. We picked him up for a couple of basketball broadcasts this year. High school kids should be celebrated for their accomplishments. Yes. No matter what level. Absolutely. This there's yeah. this, this it, it
1: just, it just bothered me when people yeah. said that about case that his record didn't matter. Cause it's one a like,
0: the no. 5A, the 5A, 4A snobbery has to stop for sure. Yeah. Because that's yeah. two, two sixths of the entire state. So, all right, back on track here. What a D2. No, 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 you're good. 1A-D2, all, all all tournament teams. Riley Walters from Salmon River was our defensive MVP of the tournament. Logan, Rihanna Iveson of Council yeah. made the first team. On the second squad, we had Hope Zolman from Council. And then on the third team, Taylor Ewing from Salmon River. All-conference selection as an eighth grader. Um, and then she was a freshman this year. So that's a pretty cool deal for Taylor Ewing to make the all-tournament team honorable mention.
1: Yeah, you know, they're young, like we talked about. These teams are young, and Salmon River, that's a team to keep an eye on, right, in the future, right? If they're, you know, you're playing, you're bringing eighth graders to the state tournament playing against seniors that have been there and done that. You know, obviously, maybe just not the year, right? You need to learn and grow, but, man, they have got the athletes and the players that, that are going to be dangerous. That's the, that's the term I like to use, Brandon. They're going to be dangerous next year. Or they're going to a- be a problem. No, that's what I say. Uh, this team's going to be a problem. I think mean, yeah, that Salmon River team is going to be a problem for the next few years. Just like Council has been, right? Council seems to have gone through this great stretch of of players, and I think it's going to be Salmon River over the next few years.
0: For sure. All right. 4A tournament, Logan. Uh, Bishop Kelly, the five seed. They lost to Lakeland in a tight game, 48-45 in the opening round. Columbia was the eight seed. They lost to Shelley 71, 33. Then they bit, they met in a loser out game. Bishop Kelly in Columbia, BK squeaks out a 45, 41 win. Uh, and so a three point loss, a four point win. And then they finally were able to exhale against Jerome in the consolation final. Bishop Kelly wins 58 to 40 to bring home a trophy. Columbia goes two win out, but they were a play or two away from knocking out Bishop Kelly, which would have been pretty impressive. And so uh this tournament was kind of I think the way we thought it was going to go Bishop Kelly and Lakeland. I know Ryan Luke on our preview show was talking all about Bishop Kelly and I said they're good but Lakeland is also very good and that's going to be a better matchup than you think Ryan and it ended up being yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the um BK, you know, came out strong that you know Lakeland Here's the thing like they beat Sandpoint, right, who was very good up there and I know that Sandpoint had some injuries late. But uh, you know, they were still a team that they won the state championship last year, right? And Lakeland had to take them out, right? A, two, a best best of three series yep. to get it done. And did they sweep them in that? Or
0: uh, they it, lost? They lost the first one, and then they won the next two.
1: So they came into the tournament having to play two straight losing your out games, right? I you know, I think I feel like those teams when they come into state, there is something different about them, right? They have had their backs against the wall and they're ready to go, right. Rather than just, you know, kind of cruising through there is obviously teams that just roll through and are very good and, and roll through to the state championship. But uh, those teams that come in that had their backs up against the wall, they're ready to go. And uh, that, that's what happened with Lakeland, right. Came in and, and took out the district champs here uh, in district three and just great effort from them. And um, it's too bad that we had to see both of our teams lose. And, 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 you know, go into the consolation side. But good job um, to both sides, uh, Columbia and Bishop Kelly and BK getting it done on that back end, though.
0: All tournament team for 4A, as selected by the IdahoSports.com broadcasters. Uh, nobody on the first team, but on the second team, Addie Leibel from Bishop Kelly and Ellie Robertson from Columbia and then on the third or uh, the honorable mention squad, jo- both Jordan Carnell and Brooke Hutchinson from Bishop Kelly made the cut there. And then we'll wrap up with one D one Logan. Uh, it's kind of the same story, right? That whoever the two teams are from the treasure Valley typically get seated seventh and eighth. It was Liberty charter seven or Rimrock eight. They both go to and out uh, Liberty charter could have had a chance to play on Saturday. They felt a Valley in the Friday loser out game and a tight one, Forty-five to forty, but again, the storyline until somebody can break through it. State is going to be all right. District three, can they get somebody over the hump in this thing?
1: Yeah, and and you know it's tough. Like when we've seen the district three team win in this tournament, it's been against each other, right? If they happen to be the the seven and the six, right, and they meet up in that loser out game,
0: right? Um, but man,
1: Liberty Charter may be taking a step in the right direction, though. It's at least encouraging because it is what it is. Some of these games have not been close for the district three teams. It, it, that's how it is. But in this game, Liberty Charter hung in there with Valley, right? And Valley only, you know, only losing by five. Valley went and they they hung with Murtaugh in that in that consolation game. I was there for that one. They they ended up falling to Murtaugh, but Valley placed in a, an extremely tough conference, and uh, to, you know, to hang around with them, I think that that's a good sign, and that was good to see from Liberty Charter.
0: Yep. 1AD1 all tournament team here Logan. We had on the honorable mention Chloe Borgan from Rimrock as well as Jenabell Reese from Liberty Charter. Logan, I remember 3 years ago with you doing the 1AD1 tournament, Jenabell Reese was a freshman and and yep. a key player for Liberty Charter. Now she's a senior and wrapping up her career. So, it's this is for it's, me anyways, for me anyways. This is the first like class that i've gone through covering its state uh, these girls were freshmen and now they're seniors
1: it is weird to see them and say that was that long ago that it, it, it has been time just kind of snapped by right that some of these players are now graduating and this is the last time we're going to see them because we we have brandon right we've seen them play as freshmen and i think that's a unique um perspective that we get to offer here at idaho sports is Sometimes that's that's how it is. We've seen them play as freshmen, and then we see them play their senior year right at state um at, at all different levels, at all classifications for multiple teams, right? And it, it's really fun to see um see them grow and become the players that they are and step up from being like the, the one I can think of was uh the power kid from uh Dietrich um that graduated last year. And again, that was like he was a senior last year. Where did time go? But I saw him come into a state tournament game uh, against Mackey as a freshman um, at the one AD two tournament and there. I mean, that was a hostile gym that night between uh, those two teams. And he came in and, and drilled some threes in that game and, and then helps Dietrich uh, just, just continue to make it the state year in and year out and, and be the quarterback of the football team. Right. And, and help lead them to a state championship appearance. Uh, last, it's just been very fun to see those players go through that throughout the years.
0: Yep. So that is the rundown on what happened at girls state basketball. We're going to talk state wrestling coming up this weekend at the, uh, at, uh, Holt arena, uh, in Pocatello. Uh, let me double check that. It's been such a blur, Logan. I don't want to get the venue wrong. And then we're also going to look at, I think the- that's
1: where it is. Yes. I think it's <laughs> at Holt.
0: Yeah, and then we we are also going to uh, run through the latest Boys Basketball District Tournament action. But before that, if you're from Idaho and you're between the ages of 13 and 18, you can enter yeah. the No Vape Video Contest to expose the shadowy commercial tobacco marketing tactics behind vaping. All you have to do is create and upload a 90-second vape-bashing masterpiece, and you could win a portion of more than $10,000 in prize money being awarded Uh, deadline to enter is April 1st. Winners will be announced May 1st. Raise your voice about the dangers of vaping and win big cash prizes from no vape Idaho. I love this idea, Logan.
1: Yeah. You get to get involved, do your own thing and you can win money because of it. It's not even that long. 92nd video. That's not a long thing. And me and Lance were talking about this on our broadcast. We have a great idea for you, you know, Uh, you do something just completely random. And then the last like 10 seconds, you're like, don't vape. It's terrible. You know, something like that. You know, you draw everybody in for a long time. Like, where is this going? And we don't make commercials. So, um, it's probably a terrible idea, but it was kind of, you know, you get a chance to go out and bash something. Usually, um, that's frowned upon, but this is something you want to take the chance to bash, uh, right. And, uh. Win money because of it. I think they did this last year too. That had pretty good participation. So uh, go ahead and enter that contest and uh, and 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 win some money right for the summer that's coming around the corner.
0: Yeah, it I, I, it just reminds me of when I was a kid the um the the, the anti drug commercials and it was the girl in the kitchen and she starts smashing the pots and pans all over the place. Like I would love to like get a pinata or like an old junker car and just take a sledgehammer and like oh yeah va- vaping gets you addicted. And then just smash it and then like, and it's bad yeah. for your health. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you just, know,
1: just go and start smashing something and beating it up. Uh, that yeah. sounds, that sounds fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at uh, with, with the marketing at it. So again, big thanks to Novapi to hope for what they're doing. Yeah for, for our teens. Okay. Logan state wrestling quickly. Uh, we covered a lot of this on the Idaho Matt chat prep cast last night. And I know our wrestling diehards are plugged into that, but for those that may not be aware, state wrestling is coming up this weekend at, uh, I guess the ICCU dome is what they call it now, formerly Holt arena in Pocatello. Um, here's just kind of a quick primer on what to watch for from the, treasure valley in terms of teams all right at the 5a level meridian is the favorite coming in they are bringing the most competitors with 24 logan uh we we kind of agreed that nampa is probably the next best team in terms of placement chances even though they only brought 14 uh they've got some really high-end wrestlers with uh, carson expert and siemens and some other guys um but middleton bring 19 logan and we found out on the show last night 19 boys uh, and eight girls, twenty-five athletes total from Middleton going to state wrestling. Logan, that's a new school record.
1: Yeah, two of them you'll see there. There, are two. There's some twins that are going to be there, the Fowler sisters. Um, and I know them personally, so I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, they also play on the rugby team. They are not two girls I would want to get uh, in a in a fight with. I think they would one hundred percent beat me up. Uh, but. But, uh, you know, Middleton just showing out this year, a lot of good wrestling there. It seems like any time I'm going to Middleton, I have I obviously live in Middleton, um, but I've got had to go to the school for a few things here and there. And there's always somebody getting some wrestling practice in, no matter when it is. Um, and it's manifesting themselves right now, right, as they've got 19 people headed to state.
0: Yep. And again, Meridian, we kind of all agreed is kind of the favorite coming in 24 athletes in total. Dark Horses, Eagle, Rocky Mountain, Mountain View's got a lot of good heavyweights and upperweight wrestlers. So they're, they're teams to keep an eye on as well for a Logan. Really? It's going to come down to Minico and Bishop Kelly. And it's a a contrast of styles. Minico is going to try and win with quantity, right? 20 wrestlers in total. Bishop Kelly is going to try to win with quality. They're only bringing 15, but man, they have got a lot of A lot of athletes that are going to challenge for first place finishes at the top of the podium. And if all of BK's studs hit the top of the podium, there's a chance that the Knights could steal this thing away from Minico. Um, But it is the tougher road to travel, the quality over the quantity. Caldwell is also a team to keep an eye on. They're bringing 14 to state.
1: Yeah, it would be fun. You know, we always talk about this. Whenever Caldwell gets there, I'm I'm rooting for Caldwell, right? We just don't see them a lot, right? Outside of soccer, that's kind of where they shine. Uh, would love to see them do well here at the state tournament. Um, yeah. But like you said, Minico and BK uh, kind of, uh, they are what they are, right? And And it's kind of what people are expecting to see this year at state wrestling.
0: Yep, three A. Logan Fruitland brings the most, twenty six, and Fruitland also brings the most combined wrestlers to state this year between boys and girls. I think it's thirty in total, so that's good for Fruitland. Buell is going to be the team that is pushing them the most. South Fremont is the defending champions, but Fruitland is kind of the title favorite coming in, and then Weezer may be a chance to to threaten for a top three finish if a couple of things break their way. But this is kind of Fruitland's got twenty six guys, Logan. That is. A a lot of depth to work with at state
1: that is i mean you you've got so many guys that you and girls that you can just spread across right into different areas um sometimes i i am i'll admit i'm not the most in-depth when it comes to wrestling and you know cross country and track but it seems like if you can have enough people right scattered that finish in the the top you know Five or six, right? You know, throughout that, that's going to usually bode well for your team rather than having one or two that are going to excel and win it in their individuals, right? So when you see a team like Fruitland with 26, that's a, right off the bat, you've got 26 possibilities of placing well versus somebody, you know, like Marsh Valley that only, right now only has
0: 12. Yep. It's going to be interesting for sure. 2A and 1A, of course, combine. Um, Kellogg and Malad each tied for the most with 17. Malad at the start of the season was the team we were all like, okay, yeah, Malad is probably the favorite. Uh, Brian Zollinger on the Match MatChat PrepCast last night, he officially picked Malad at the start of the season. He changed his tune and he actually likes New Plymouth here, Logan bring in 15 guys and new Plymouth has a lot of high seeds, right? They seed all the wrestlers in the bracket and new Plymouth has got a lot of athletes at the top, uh, you know, taking the top seeds in each bracket. So new Plymouth is definitely in the mix for the two A title from the treasure Valley.
1: Yeah. And you know, having 15 versus 17, not a huge difference. And if you've got guys that are going to finish up top, uh, that's that's obviously a great thing. So it's interesting to hear he switched the pick. Going with New Plymouth would be fun to see the, the Grims get it done here at State next week, or I guess this weekend.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, and then, Logan, the top 1A team always gets a banner to bring home to raise up in the gym as well Uh, we really like tri-valley tri-valley is bringing 10 wrestlers the most of any 1a program of course um it's hard for a 1a team to beat the 2a teams for the state championship but um that would be a cool deal for tri-valley if they could be the top placing 1a team and get that banner uh to bring home and then on the girls side logan this one is a free for all it's all classifications you've got five a's and one a's competing everybody's in the same pot and so because of that there aren't a ton of Spots available at state, first of all. So you see right here that the two largest teams are Canyon Ridge and Thunder Ridge. They're each bringing eight. Coach Al Fontes, our Idaho wrestling expert, says, Don't count out Eagle. Eagle is the only team that's won a girls' wrestling championship in the short time that it's been a sanctioned sport. And he likes Eagle to repeat again, bringing seven girls here to state.
1: Yeah, that'll be, I guess I jumped the gun here, Brandon, talking about uh, girls from Middleton when, uh, you had your own girls thing over here waiting for me. So it does shows you how out in depth I am with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eagle, it obviously matters, right? If you've won a championship before in anything, right? That you can come back out and do it. Um, it is, it's just super interesting, right? Because correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, right? There's no classification, right? In girls. It's, it's just, all class. Yep. It's everybody's in. And so you've got, <laughs> Right there on your dark horse side, you've got Rocky Mountain and Bonner Sherry, two schools you never hear ever in the same conversation. I don't know if I've ever had a conversation included those two in it in the same breath, right? Um, So it'll be fun to see some of these teams that don't traditionally match up with each other get a chance. And now, now I'll give my shout out to the Fowler twins, right, in the girls' side for Middleton. Two of those five that'll be headed there.
0: Yep, twin sisters um, competing there for Middleton. So that's what's going on with state wrestling, Logan. That's this weekend. Al Fontes is going to be writing an exhaustive state preview. It's going to go up on the site sometime late Wednesday, early Thursday, and then he'll have a recap of everything that happened at state wrestling sometime next week as well. All right, let's wrap up with boys basketball district brackets. Logan, let's talk about teams that have officially clinched spots at state. Let's start with the 2A District 3 tournament where yeah, we all saw this, number 2 Ambrose, <laughs> number 5 Napa Christian for the district championship tonight, Wednesday night at Valley View High School.
1: Yeah, and this is you know very similar to where how girls basketball starts, right? It's overshadowed by the boys, you know, football state is going on, right? And then boys district kind of gets hidden underneath the girls state tournament. Um, and this is one thing, you know, that was a big story last week that might not have gotten talked about as much as it should, but yeah, an upset, right? Nampa Christian takes down Cole Valley and not, and it wasn't a barn burner either. They kind of convincingly won that game and punched their ticket to state. Um, and Brandon, you said it, didn't you last week that you thought uh, uh, that if somebody slipped up, it could be Cole Valley. And now all of a sudden they're in a lose or go home game against Melba, uh, is it Wednesday?
0: Yeah, tonight. Yes,
1: tonight. So that game is tonight, Melba and Coal Valley. Um, and the loser is done. And that's not, I think, what we were expecting to see at this point of this bracket. And then you still have to win a play-in game uh, to get into state. Now, that you, know, you might say that that might be an easier draw than the game you have tonight. But no matter what, you still have to play two more games to get to the state tournament.
0: Yeah, I can tell you that right now, Logan. Whoever wins here between Melba and Cole Valley, you know, they're probably going to play Orofino in the state play in game. And I think they'll have a more difficult matchup here in this district tournament. Um, yeah, the these semifinals were broadcast on IdahoSports.com last Wednesday. Number two, Ambrose beat number three, Melba, 62 48. Napa Christian did take down Coal Valley Christian 51 to 40. Donovan Wiles has really elevated his play for Napa Christian. Once the district tournament has started, he was the Idaho sports.com player of the game for the Trojans. And yeah, I just said with Coal Valley, you know, they went 14 and 0 in league play this year and they were, you know, only one loss in the entire regular season. And I just said, boy, the longer you go without losing, the tighter you get. And it's just natural to feel that tightness when somebody comes out and challenges you and pushes you and they'd won so many games really close by the skin of their teeth. And I just thought, man, it, it would have been nice for them to get a loss somewhere in the regular season, just so they can, Hey, it's all good. We lost. It's not the end of the world because now you lose and it is the end of the world.
1: Yes, it, it literally <laughs> it is. It, yeah. It's the end of your season. If you're a senior, it's the end of your career, right? It is. And uh, you know what, maybe that's a good, you know, a hiccup to have. Right on the road. It's it's just crazy. Right. Coal Valley and Melba were in the top five. Basically all year long. Right. And one of them's not going right. This We always hear it from the Pocatello and Preston side. Right. That somebody's not going. But another good team is not going to go to state right here between Melba and Coal Valley.
0: And meanwhile, New Plymouth, the four seed, another team that went was in the top five all year in the polls. They went one and yeah. two. They went out, they lost to Nampa Christian in the opening round, and then they lost to Melba by 10 in the loser-out game. So they they finished their season up earlier than they wanted to as well. But congratulations to Ambrose and Nampa Christian. Yeah. No matter what happens in this district championship game tonight, they are both moving on to state. The winner of Melba and Cole Valley Christian over here will have a chance to advance to state via the play-in game, which is right down here um okay let's go uh 3a next logan snake river valley conference the district championship game thursday night in mccall it's number one mccall donnelly number two homedale kind of like the 2a's logan no matter what happens in this district championship the vandals and trojans both advancing to state
1: yeah and you know what it's it's uh it'll look on pay i'm, I'm curious to see where the seedings will be for the three ASRV when it comes to state, uh, homedale is the two, but I'm not sure, um, where they, they they might be a little bit lower of a seed when it comes to the state tournament brackets coming out and McCall Donnelly there, they could be dangerous at the state tournament, but I tell you, you know, whoever it is, they're going to have to be ready for, um, Ready for Snake River and Teton from Eastern Idaho. I think we could have a rematch, potentially, state championship between those two like it was for girls because those two are rolling right now. Uh, but, it, you know, the the one and two made it, right? That's the way the bracket is designed to encourage that, to to reward you for your um, regular season. I love this style of bracket, right, where you if you're the one or the two, you win one game and you're in. Right. And, and that's all it takes. Um, there's no there's not a huge opportunity for a hiccup along the way um, because of that. So Homedale and McCall Donnelly get their tickets punched.
0: Yep. Um, and then on the backside, Logan, uh, three versus four tomorrow night in Weezer. Uh Weezer the three seed, Fruitland, the four seed on the back end here. Each each side won loser out games last night over Parma and Payette. Winner of this game will advance to a play in game against uh either Kimberly or Filer. Kimberly would have to beat filer twice. Um to win the district four championship, So it's probably going to be Kimberly in this play in game. That'll be a tough matchup for whoever, you know, advances, whether it's Weezer or whether it's fruitland. Um, okay. Uh, you were asking about the max prep seedings, slogan for three. A. Yeah. You want me to dive into that for a quick second? Yeah. Here? Yeah.
1: Do you have it there, Brandon? I, I haven't uh, looked at it.
0: Yeah. So here's, here's what I can tell you. um, and it's, it's it's really interesting. Um, on Twitter, um, we have a, a really dedicated follower, um, Paula, and she is kind of our 3A SRV expert. She really follows all the teams in 3A basketball as a whole. And she has been mentioning this for some time on social media. Nobody has done anything about it, Logan, but when you look at the 3A rankings on max preps, McCall Donnelly's not there. <laughs> They aren't there.
1: They're oh just—they're
0: not in there. So that's a big problem. And you would think somebody in charge would have said. Something, somebody gonna
1: catch that or what?
0: I don't know. Now she and I will admit she has you know tagged us in a couple of things like hey when is Bacall Donnelly gonna be in this and um I I just I'll admit I had I've just had too much on my plate to really dive into it too deeply to investigate. Um, I think what happened is something with max preps where McCall Donnelly, the McCall Donnelly that's being registered for the three, a rankings is it's like this McCall Donnelly Meadows Valley co-op that oh, was mistakenly yeah. created. And the real McCall Donnelly post has not been added to the three, a rankings. Um, and you have to have a minimum of five games to make the max preps rankings. Um, and so that McCall Donnelly Meadows Valley co-op h- hasn't played five games. And so I don't know. It's it's probably something Max Preps needs to fix, but Max Preps isn't going to do anything unless somebody from Idaho tells them, hey, this needs to be fixed. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It, it will have to, you would think,
1: right? It'll happen like Saturday night. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> will be scrambling trying to figure it out. Like that's probably when it'll, that's when it'll happen. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we set it right now. It's out there. So somebody fix it now. (laughs) We're we're (laughs) on record with that um, because yeah, it's going to, it's going to be frustrating, right? If it's Saturday night and people, because people try to put their brackets together and then Sunday morning, like if it comes to that point where that like they're not there on Saturday night and they try to put, that's going to cause a world of headaches Mm -hmm. right for everybody because they're going to have to fix that and get it done. And then, you know, potentially be delayed on releasing that bracket it it'll that that's an interesting one to keep your eye on hopefully hopefully they're aware of that and get it done
0: i here's what i would say logan if you if you were if they were aware of that they would have already fixed it so here's, sure. here's the tweet. Here's the tweet from Paula. I'll share it on my screen over here. Pa- Paula Snyder, she's a great uh, supporter of 3A SRV Athletics. Here it is. Can we please get the McCall Donnelly max preps corrected? They are not included in the 3A SRV conference, nor the Class 3A standings. Where did this school come from? Here it is. McCall Donnelly slash Meadows Valley. They haven't actually played any games. And so here, here they are in the official quote-unquote league standings. at 0-0 zero and zero still. That's a problem. Yeah. So that's. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. But like, if that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? We'll have to keep an eye on it and see, because th- that would be hard. Like, right. People are already starting to plan who they're playing. You can't tell me snake river and Teton. Arnie look at, aren't already looking ahead to say, who am I going to play? And you don't know, like where, where is McCall? We don't even, we don't even have an idea right of where they will be
0: Logan. Right.
1: There is no, like we don't know.
0: Think about Based this on that.
1: We have no clue.
0: McCall Donnelly has lost once this year, adding them in not only changes their ranking. It is going to affect everything for class three. A think about it. Yeah. Think, think about all yeah, the teams. that. W- they w- play. W-
1: what if they land at one, Right, yeah. all of a sudden, if you're Snake River or Teton, you're oh, I'm not one anymore. Like that, that makes a big difference. And like people might be planning already, and that's not they, it should be, they have one more game left, right, against Homedale, right? It should be basically done, should be right. It should be essentially all wrapped up, you know, you know, maybe a tweak or a plus or minus here, but now we don't know, would they come in at seven? Would they come in
0: at four? I, what? I, and, I, I don't and know. Right now, Homedale is ranked 11th in the max preps rankings, but that's without yeah. any of the data of them playing a tougher schedule against McCall Donnelly three times. So I, it's, that's what I'm saying is it will change yeah. the way the max preps rankings works. One game changes. It's a butterfly effect and it changes everything. So
1: Yeah, because right now, Snake River is one. Bonner's Ferry is two. And then... Feidler three, Marsh Valley four, Teton five, Kimberly six, Buell is seven, but Buell's not going. So there's one right off the bat, right? American Fall, you know, I think American Falls has already been knocked out. Is that right? Correct, correct. So like, you know, some teams are going to bump up here, but like, yeah, where is?
0: And I've got news for you. McCall Donnelly played a lot of two A schools this year. Ambrose, Cold Valley Christian. Are, are our 2 a
1: oh my god getting Fran, getting yeah. shortchanged right yeah probably probably
0: this is a this is a big problem yeah and
1: yeah it, it, it's it is right it's gonna it's gonna get fixed and people are gonna play who they're gonna play right at the end of the day like is it a massive it it it, it doesn't matter right you would play that team anyway but like you're you're trying to look ahead like and I think most like you said it could have big ripple effects like it's not going to affect who gets there right and at the end of the day you get there you just win the games in front of you i think that's what any coach would at least tell you to your face right (laughs) that we're we're just going to play who's in front of us that's what we do right they're not going to complain about what's there but man it makes it does make it a little tricky and difficult because you don't know where they're going to land in this
0: you can't peg anything on this bracket and, and the two, A yeah. could be a fa- It's, it is a mess Logan. And so yeah, this is kind of probably the first time people are hearing about this. Paula's been on it from the start and good for her. Um, yeah, this, but here we are, Logan, just less than a week away from state. Um, it, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> it's, uh, anyways, congrats to McCall Donnelly and Homedale for both clinching spots at state. Um, okay. 5a, Logan, this tournament's been wild. Owyhee and Timberline are going to play for the district championship Friday night at ICCU Arena. They'll be first. The 4A championship will be second. Um, and then on the back end last night, Logan, we had some some consolation games where Middleton, the number eight seed, beats Eagle, the four seed, 55-50. <laughs> so Middleton, as the eight seed, is going to state. And Capital, the sixth seed, is going to state. They beat Centennial in a tight one last night 57-55. So now you've got number 4 Eagle, number 5 Centennial having to earn their way in via state play-in games. Meanwhile, Meridian the 2 seed went two and barbecue. They lost to Middleton 58-49. They lost to Capital on Saturday 72-69. This has been a wild bracket.
1: Yeah, it went just as everybody was expecting, right? The 1, the 3, the 6 and the 8 get the auto bids. That's just what everyone had. Um I, I'm just kidding. I mean, I think oh, I think I really like Timberline, Brandon. I, I think they've looked very good this year. Um, Middleton, man, they are a <laughs> they're a Jekyll and Hyde team because I mean, they they played Timberline and got beat pretty handily, right? And and sometimes they can. I mean, when we did their game against Hawaii, they played Hawaii tough, like you know. Took their punches well. They punched back. Why he could not pull away. They frustrated them defensively. Like they they hung around in that game for a long time. They they, they were never right there, but it, it sat between you know five to nine most of the game. Right? They were they were within striking distance, and so some you know sometimes they they get beat by Timberline by twenty points, and then sometimes they go and win at Eagle to punch a ticket to state. So you know I never can gauge what you're gonna get. From from the team, they, they remind me. I told you before this that that Centennial team, right, that went to the state championship a couple years ago, that pulled off a first round upset, right, against uh, Lake City, I think. Um, in the first round, they kind of remind me of that. Like probably a lot of people aren't going to talk about them, but you know what? They can they can hang with people um, when it comes to it. In Capital, they're another team. I saw them at the Capital Classic. Uh, they ended up losing to Baker, but I don't I, I don't think Baker's lost a game all year. Uh, in Oregon, that team is on another level. And, and the people, there's another one, Brandon. I said that and, and people, and I said, they could compete in the five ASIC. And I saw somebody say, no way. They're like, oh no, they just, they beat crappy teams when they were here. Um, They beat a team that's going to state. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that yes, they could compete in the five ASIC. So don't, don't again, don't give me that. Right. I know they're a small school, but, oh, Look out. They're actually good. Um, capital is a good team. They, they've got players, Brandon. They, they can, they are a dangerous team. I think at state. I think capital is another team that could sneakily win a game or two and make a run that nobody's expecting them to, to make.
0: They, they're tough. They defend, they make life uncomfortable for you. That's for yeah. sure. Playing games. Eagle's going to play Highland Saturday and Burley. Centennial is going to play either post falls or Lake city. Uh, Saturday at Grangeville. I personally think it's going to be post falls, but we will have to wait and see. And that's what's going on there. Logan, before we get to the, our, our last three brackets here, Matthew Arnold from McCall. talking about that max preps thing. He says, I've been wondering this all year. And he says, I say, use Idaho sports <laughs> power rankings. Hey, I appreciate the plug, Matthew. The right answer. I think the right approach is have a human watching over this have some have somebody in charge of yeah. this not just the computer not just a company that's based in california that's miles away and it's it's a rankings because the idaho sports rankings aren't perfect either just like the match yeah. it's it's a combination of rankings and humans and right yeah. now we're not we're missing that human part of it so
1: yeah yeah because um, I i think you've said it right um you do or when when we see the wrestling tournament it's not a computer right it's right. people. So I don't know why we, we should, we, we, we could beat this dead horse all day. We've done it so many times, right? <laughs> maybe we should have some humans in there. Weird, right? Humans play the game. Uh, maybe, maybe let them help decide, you know, again, can take a step back and say, yeah, this is what this means. Um Yeah. I, I think it could happen. I, I think it could happen
0: for sure. Melissa says yes, yes, yes. Humans, please. Yeah, I think it's a it's a combination of of the both uh, for sure. All right, let's go for a here. Logan Bishop Kelly and Ridgeview, top two seeds, playing for the district championship Friday night, eight p.m. ICCU Arena. On the back end, loser out games tonight. Number six Emmett against number five Columbia, number three Valley View, and number four Skyview. You're going to wire three and four having to play each other. Well, because four lost to five, Skyview lost to Columbia last Saturday, 71-61. Put them on this side of the bracket. Um, I, I think these are the two teams, right? The winner of this will advance yep. to state. The loser will play the third play in the third place game for that second bid to state. But to me, it's clearly Bishop Kelly. It's clearly Ridgeview.
1: Yeah, and in the last couple of times, I think Bishop Kelly has just grown into themselves over the last few months because they played Ridgeview last week and won pretty handily uh, over the Warhawks. And I, I, I personally thought that Ridgeview was going to be the team, the the number one team here in the SIC this year, but it's it's been Bishop Kelly. Um, and these two will play in that championship game right um, at the ICCU Arena downtown on Friday. Um, But I think whoever loses um, finds a way in and uh, I'll admit it. I'm a, I'm, I'm rooting for Ridgeview, right? Not, not necessarily to beat Bishop Kelly, but just to make it to state would love to see them make it since they have never been. That's the only reason I don't hate your team. I don't want to not see your team there. Just, it would be fun to see Ridgeview make it to state for the first time.
0: Yep. Uh, It would be a fun storyline for sure. And you're right. Bishop Kelly is peaking at the right time. All right. 1A D1 District 3. Our championship is one versus two Liberty Charter and Victory Charter. They'll play Thursday night at Cold Valley Christian High School. Uh, Liberty Charter won the matchup in the regular season. It was by single digits. Um, I, I like Victory Charter as a team a little more than Liberty Charter. They played that game way back in December. It was so long ago. Victory Charter has got the most dynamic score in the conference and Noah Palomeras. winner of this game will automatically advance to state. And, oh, you know what, Logan? So will the loser. So I guess we can add these two teams to the list. Liberty Charter yeah. and Victory Charter both clinched to state. Whoever takes third between Riverstone and Rimrock will advance to a state play-in game. So this is a league that gets two and a half bids. They did not for the girls. That's what threw me off on right. it. Um big yeah, storyline I, I was
1: looking for the I was trying to look at it and say all right are we going to have that uh what did you call it the, the challenge um, game Challenge game yeah but I was trying to see if they had beaten those teams already um if they get there but uh it doesn't matter cuz whoever wins this just gets to go to a playing game so they'll have a chance and which one they're playing the first place team from district 1 Yep that? that's going to
0: be Clark Fork the Wampus Clark Cats Fork. So it'll be an interesting, or no, 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 sorry. Uh, lakeside defending state. Champs. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, good luck. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I
0: don't, I don't think it really matters. I do like Riverstone to, to go. Um, I just don't think it matters. Lakeside
1: ever. is a, they, they, they won the championship last year. That's a, yeah. that's a tough team to see in a play in game, right? Yeah. A lakeside that is, they are a top two, three team in the state, not just trying to get their way there. They're very good.
0: That's where a human would come in and say, huh, our defending state champs are in a plane. Maybe, maybe we should tweak that a little bit. Don't uh, say that,
1: Brandon. Don't say
0: that. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, shout out to Rimrock, the sixth seed um to to make it to the final four here they beat number five vision charter last night pretty pretty handily 60 to 45 so nice job for the raiders okay and then finally uh long pin conference here logan championship is friday at mccall donnelly high school number one cascade number two garden valley they split in the regular season uh the one seed came down to the coin flip cascade or a straw draw cascade drew the 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 long straw, so they got the long pin, number one seed. I'm more intrigued on what's going to happen on this backside. Horseshoe Bend and Tri-Valley play in a loser out game tonight. Salmon River and Council do the same. Whoever doesn't win between Cascade and Garden Valley will have to challenge or, or play you know, the third place game to get to state. I really like Horseshoe Bend um, as that as that team that's going to be in the top three. And can they steal a game from Garden Valley or Cascade is the question.
1: Yeah, that'll be it'll, it'll be tough because those two teams have just been the clear cut one and two all year long. I mean, Horseshoe Bend did play Garden Valley pretty well there in that that game, but man, uh, Cascade Garden Valley. Yeah. It seems like Cascade has been to state so many times over the last few years. Whether it's in a position where they're like this, right, where they're expected to be there, or where they come out of nowhere and find their way at state, they just they just. This is their time. They just always seem to get it done right now.
0: Last year, Cascade was the four-seeded districts. They won the district title. So Coach Hurley's got it on.
1: like a couple years ago, they also were nowhere to be (laughs) seen, and then they make a run at it, and then they came into the state tournament a couple years ago and make a run all the way to the state championship. They fell to Lakeside in that game, but uh, they just are a team that, that knows how to get it done at the end of February.
0: For sure. So good luck to all the teams that are still fighting to get to state. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Logan, we went long again today because we had to go down the max preps rabbit hole. We, we got off topic a little <laughs> bit. That's
1: every time, every time
0: max preps is such a time suck in my life. It just <laughs> sucks the time away. Um, but, next... I mean it
1: really will. It really will be interesting to see what happens with McCall here. Like it really will like, yeah, yeah. Just uh, like when, when's it going to get caught? What's the ripple effect going to be? It'll be really interesting to keep an eye, keep tabs on that.
0: Yeah. And there's part, there's part of me that goes, huh, maybe we shouldn't have said anything and let's see what happens. How, <laughs> how, but, <laughs> but at the end of the day, all I care about is what's best for these kids. And so, yes, yes, and, yes. we need to get it out there because this is a that serious is, problem.
1: And that is what we have said many times, like is this an, is this a decision for the athletes or is this a decision for adults? Um, Because there's a lot of decisions that sometimes seem like they're for adults and they're not for kids um, who it's actually supposed to be for. So um, that's ultimately who this will hurt. If it takes a lot, the longer it takes, it's just, you know, it doesn't give them enough time to plan and do what they need to do and learn. Again, like I said, They're just going to play who's in front of them and they're going to go at it and they're going to be just fine. Right. At the end of the day. Um, But this, this just, this is, it needs to get fixed quickly. Yep.
0: Uh, We'll see because teams are already clinching and trying to figure out and plan and, and yeah,
1: um, yeah, yes, exactly.
0: I mean, we've, we've got half the field set with Homedale and McCall and Snake river and Teton and, uh, the other half is going to be filled, you know, over the next couple of days. So yeah, this is a problem. They've got to get ironed out for sure. But, uh, next week, Logan, in place of the regular treasure Valley prep cast, we'll have a couple of different prep casts. We will have a special Matt chat prep cast where we re- recap everything that happened at state wrestling. And of course, we'll also have our IdahoSports.com boys, basketball state tournament preview special. That'll be next Tuesday night. At eight o'clock mountain, or excuse me, nine o'clock mountain, <laughs> eight o'clock Pacific. That's what we did for the girls. So we'll keep the time the same for the boys. Should be fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Should be great. Um, look forward to covering everybody. I'll do, I'll be on the 3A preview again. So it should be fun.
0: Yep. All right. Well, thanks to everybody that hung for the whole hour. Plus, <laughs> we appreciate it. These will get shorter. We're just in that three week sprint there's where there's so
1: much are- happening.
0: Yeah. yeah, we got to get it all in. So, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the Treasure Valley PrepCast presented by No Vape, Be Smart, Don't Start. We'll see you next week on idahosports.com.